Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I am too excited, okay? I am Vic Jagger from Magic 102.3 and 92.7, and welcome to Grown Folks Fridays. Today, 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 I have been so looking forward <laughs> to this singer, songwriter, Grammy nominated, beautiful person inside and out. Give her all the awards, okay? Philly's own Miss Jasmine Sullivan. How hey. are you? Hey, girl. You know, we had to create a vibe for you. And I created a vibe. They know, usually I have like a little blank background, but I was like, nah. Talk I, feel I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> the light a candle, too, you know? I feel it. <laughs> oh, man. So, girl, I would ask you, like, okay, so... What have you learned a new skill in, in the pandemic? What have you but you've been booked and busy? Okay. <laughs> so yes. let's be clear. Work don't stop. Uh, you know, congratulations on the big game performance. Thank um, you. it was amazing. I'm Thank sure you read all the reviews, um, which everyone was praising you like, yes, yes. And I think I joined in in on Twitter when I was like, why didn't you let my girl? Why don't you let my girl sing by herself? Because, I mean, no shade to Eric Church, you know, but we felt like this is your moment. And it was. And you, and I'm going to say, you don't have to say it. I'm going to say you sold the show and you did your thing. So can you talk about your, like, what was going through your mind? I'm sure, well, I'm not saying I'm sure you were nervous, but I would have been super nervous, but you killed it, girl. Thank you. Um, I mean, when I got the call, I, my mouth dropped. I definitely never expected to even get that call for the Super Bowl. Um, and then they said that it would be a duet. And I thought it would be cool because I, I'm a fan of like blending different sounds and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I thought it would be interesting to um, bring that moment. And um, so I was cool with it. I feel like that's what needed to happen now. I feel like um, hopefully there will be a moment where I could sing it by myself and, and give that moment for, you know, everybody who supports Jasmine Sullivan and, and, and wants me to have that moment as well as myself. Um, but I was grateful for what this represented and, you know, just happy to be in a number. And, um, you know, I was happy that her was there. The fact that we got to share that moment together, yeah. um, being as though she was on the project and, um, you know, I just, I love her as an artist and like, as a little sis, I just think she's super dope. So she it was, cool. it was a cool moment. I love it. And, you know, so we're going to definitely get into, uh, hotels. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I love it. Um, but I want to build up to that because, um, you have such an incredible journey and, I think that there are so many different lessons. Of course, it comes out uh, in your music, but it starts at the foundation. You know, little Jasmine Sullivan, um, knowing that you had a voice. Your mom was a, a singer, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and your dad was a curator for, uh, what was it, Strawberry Mansion? Yep, uh, yep. He used to take people on tours. He knew all the history of the mansion and um that's so funny nobody ever talks about our dad but yeah <laughs> no because <laughs> I thought it was down. so interesting shout out to dad but I definitely I, I had I definitely had a very interesting upbringing um a lot of the time I was like off to myself because where I live was kind of separated from like the hood I only really got to see like my friends basically in school 
Um, my mom didn't really let me go around the neighborhood too much. Um, so I had a lot of time to myself. She always kept me like active singing and then different acted, acting things and stuff like that. So I definitely credit them for like seeing that I had a gift and like nurturing it. And I'm so big on that with kids and like with parents to like, you know, if you see something special in your kid, like really take the time to like get to hone in on that so that they know that they can do that and they can be whatever they want. Absolutely. And I know like being a young entertainer, um, it starts off like, I'm sure it was like the best thing ever to, to be on a stage or to perform in front of, in front of a lot of people. And I know at 15 having, that was like your very first like record deal. And mm -hmm. I'm sure the excitement with that, I couldn't, I have a 16 year old son and I'm just imagining like his first game, his first, um, you know, performance and how excited I was for that. But also, you know, there are some ups and downs with that and being a young woman and everything that happened with the first deal, um, did it shape the way you saw the music industry as a teenager and what made you still want to pursue your dream of singing? I mean, um, it made me not take a lot of this stuff to heart, for real, for real. Like the fact that I was signed and then I got dropped, um, you know, I could have folded at that moment, but I decided that this is what I wanted to do and that I was going to keep going. And, you know, just in life, you're going to have a lot of disappointments. Like it's going to be a lot of times that things don't happen for you or you mess up or whatever. And you just got to make up in your mind that you're going to keep going. And that's what that taught me very early. Like, you know, just because this didn't happen don't mean that it won't ever happen. I just got to mm -hmm. keep pressing. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's really what that taught me. And I I'm still feeling that way to the day. And I'm so glad that I kept going. Like I took my breaks, but it, it never crossed my mind that I wouldn't come back. I just needed some time to kind of like collect myself. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm an advocate for like taking breaks period, because I feel like a lot of times we, we push ourselves to the limit and we don't allow ourselves to have moments where we like address our mental health and get ourselves together. Um, and then we, and then you see people crack, like they can't handle it, but it had right, you taking right. your break and you like fixed something that was going wrong. You will be able to continue on in your journey. It wouldn't feel so hard at that time, but, um, yeah. So yeah, I learned that definitely. So where was the turning point after that? Because I know that you, you know, you started writing, you wrote a smash. Okay. For, I don't think a lot of people knew that you had, you know, at the time that you had wrote and um, recorded Say Ah, and then coming off of that, having your break, your big breakthrough, um, did you did you expect that, like, as far as, as, far as uh, going from a songwriter to working on your first album, getting involved with, you know, Missy and everything, how did that, uh, I guess, change the trajectory of your path? Um, it was a natural flow for me. Like everything that I did in my life just felt natural. It felt like I was just growing into a new version of myself. So nothing ever felt like, um, okay, you making this huge, big turn and big change. Like everything was growing me into the woman that I am now. So I started off, you know, at a record deal. I, I didn't write at all when I first started um, or I didn't have a chance to write. Missy wrote a lot of my songs, but I met Missy. Then I was able to work with her and, she, you know, from her working with me, you know, she's seen later that I had the the um, 
I had the gift to write and I started writing for my own project and um, like all of it was very, very natural, just a natural progression. And when you came like through with Fearless, girl, I'm talking about need you bad, bust your windows. I think every dude was like, wait a minute, what? Y'all, y'all really singing this to the top of your Because <laughs> it was something that we hadn't really heard. We like, that's right. <laughs> you know, lions and tigers and bears. Um, my favorite, foolish heart, my foolish heart. And it was just like this voice, this powerful voice that is really speaking to how a lot of women uh, were feeling or had gone through, was telling stories that we could definitely relate to. Did you get a whole lot of criticism back then? Because it was very early in your career, your first project. Some of the fellows was like, really? This what y'all, <laughs> this how y'all feeling? Um, yeah, the men was mad, especially at <laughs> uh, Buster Windows. But you know what? They love Need You Bad. And they felt like, you know, women never really take accountability for being wrong. Right. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm never going to lean too much on either side. Like as a woman, you know, sometimes we write, sometimes we wrong. I can say that I'm sorry as well as one of Buster Windows because you you did too much. You did the wrong thing, right. you know, but I just want to be real and like whatever it is that I'm saying. And, you know, we're not monolithic. Like you can be so many different things and feel so many different ways as a human being. I just want to bring all those different perspectives to my music. Okay. And then, so jump into the next project, um, you know, Love Me Back. And that's kind of where after following that, you know, that's where you kind of announced that you were just going to take a break and um, from from music. And I think a lot of people were just like, wait a minute, are you coming back? What, you know, what's, what's going on? And we really didn't know until you did come back and you kind of explained why you took that break. Now, we've all been through situations, toxic relationships, friendships, um, even dealing with family. And when you're in it, you're in the midst of it, you can't mm -hmm. really see the light. Yeah. And it's like everything is dark around you. So I know you attribute, you know, God and your family for pulling you through that situation. Um, and outside of that, what other self-care um, routines did you have to go through? Did you journal? Did you, were you writing? Did you just need to shut everything off, you know, around you? How did you, wh when did you see that light and how did you move towards that from a dark place? Um, well, definitely, I owe a lot of it to just building my relationship with God and my family and friends. Like, my my girlfriends pulled me through. My parents pulled me through that situation. And eventually, it was writing. It was the the making of um, the next project that helped me to come out of that space of, you know, just feeling depressed and down and feeling beaten down from being in such a horrible relationship. And I used that as therapy like me writing those songs was a way for me to get all that sadness and anger and all of that out of my system so that I could eventually move on and you know if there is nothing better than when you get that you take control of your life and you get that wait a minute they got me effed up <laughs> I am the Jasmine Sullivan. I'm like, I am the Vic Jagger. Who y'all got me? And you get that that stride back. And when you know that, and it man, it just comes out. And it did 
um, exude in your, your projects, you know, moving forward, like, oh, she did not come back to play with us. Um, Cause it's nothing like, you know, realizing that. Um, do you do, do you recite affirmations daily? Is that something um, that you- No, I don't, but I do see um, that it's necessary and I definitely yeah. need to, um, as well as like writing, journaling and stuff like that. Like when you write out like how you see your future and what you want for yourself and where you see yourself in the future, I believe that all of that will come to fruition if you just put your mind to that. Yeah. Um, so okay. I know that I need to and I definitely advocate that, definitely. Definitely. Like now that's like my thing. I, I pull three affirmations a day and I kind of just meditate on that. So it that's really so helps good. Yeah. yeah. It helps me every day. Um, so we're at reality show. I'm sorry. I'm going through your journey. Cause it's just, it's, it's such an incredible story of like ugh, ups and downs and pulling yourself out of, out of things. Um, so you bless us with a reality show. You had Meek Mill on there. So you had the Philly link up. Um, let it burn my favorite um, baby face actually worked on that as well right um, no that was a sample of the original oh it was a sample oh that's right sorry yep, yep. sample <laughs> of that <laughs> um, stupid girl and forever don't last mm-hmm. but then one thing that I don't think a lot of people knew well I know a lot of people know that your pen is mean okay but writing and working with Mary J Blige Okay, and working on um, her project, her album. Did you feel any type of pressure? Did the words flow for you? Did you already have something like, Mary, Mary, listen, I got this song. No, that was not (laughs) it. First of all, the fact that I'm in contact with Mary still blows my mind because, you know, I grew up listening to her. So she's not. Like when she called me and at that particular time, she like called me and gave me all the tea because she wanted me to write you know, from her perspective. So she like told me all this stuff and I was mad. I was ready to fight for her. Cause you don't mess with Queen Mary, baby. You right, don't get it. Right. Um, but honestly, when I, once I got finished the song, um, think of it, I didn't think that it was good enough. So I was like, Mary, I don't want to send this song to you. You need to find somebody else to write. It's not good. Girl, you deserve the world. And she was like, if you don't send me that song and let me hear that song. And so she made me send it to her. And, um, <laughs> You know, she loved it and, you know, went on and did what it, what it did past that. But um, yeah. I, I didn't know. I, did, I didn't know. I wasn't confident in it. And, you know, you put such a high expectation on yourself, especially if you're writing for somebody like her and somebody right. that you look up to and you love. But I'm glad that, you know, it worked out and everybody loved the song. And it did really well. And, um, you know, I, I love the fact that, you know, she, she calls me. Like, I just, I still can't believe it. <laughs> What do you have her as in your phone? MJB or Mary? I think it's <laughs> so Mary. random. <laughs> it's probably Mary. <laughs> um, so when you write, does because I know that you do pull from experiences and, mm-hmm. and some of those experiences are dark. Does it take you to that dark moment again where you may feel like you opened up a wound and that's a part of your healing? Or have you already you know, kind of gotten past that healed. And now you're like, I'm, I'm just telling a story. It depends. But I think that you, even if you have gone through it and you have healed, you have to kind of open it, open it up a little bit to get the feeling across in the record. 
Um, so sometimes I really actively am like experiencing it at that moment. And I'm just kind of spilling out from what I'm going through. And then sometimes, you know, I may have gotten through, it may have been some years, but you kind of got to go back into that space so that when you sing it, people feel it. They feel like you in it at that moment. And we definitely like just singing like we wrote it. And I always say that on the air. I'm like, y'all know I'm singing this like I wrote it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so working with, you know, Bryson Tiller uh, for Insecure for the soundtrack. Girl, when I tell you, I was so happy when you, basically the song went viral for one run. Is it a run? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a singer, but it's a run, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And I thought it was so dope that you came on to teach people how to do that run. <laughs> after that, I was in my room practicing. <laughs> Not even a singer, but the way you explained it, it was like, all right, no more. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man, I just want people to feel like, I mean, listen. Like if you practice at something, you could get it too. It's you know, like you look at artists and stars, like they're so spectacular. And most of the time, yeah, a star or artist is just somebody who just worked at something super hard. And like that's literally the only difference between you and that person. So I'm like, if you are an aspiring singer and you're not getting it right now, let me just break it down for you so you could just practice a little more and then you'll get it too. Like it's you know, we ain't nobody superhuman. Even Brandy was like, uh-uh, wait, I saw a video of you guys going backwards. She was like, uh-uh, no, because you do. It's like, nobody is going to run like Jasmine. She won't outrun you. There's <laughs> so a, a lot of people that, that run, um, you know, they their runs are crazy, but like, it's not for me. It ain't me about comparison. Like, I do what I do. Everybody does yeah. what they does. Like, you just got to do what you do. And like, that's focus <laughs> yeah. on that. That's it. So, you know, in, in 2020, we, you kind of dropped, lost one. It was almost like, I'm just set that right there for y'all. And, <laughs> and like social media just went crazy. Cause they like, Jasmine back, Jasmine back, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so then, um, you know, then we found out about hotels and I was like, dang, that's a good ass title. <laughs> like, and so, um, and, and so it's an EP, right? I need you to kind of break this down. So I want to say that I saw something on Twitter where you were like, it's not an album or, or it's an EP, like kind of making a distinction. It's an EP, yeah, because I felt like it's not a lot of songs on it. It's only seven songs. Okay. And, um, so what's the difference when you when you do say that? Like, y'all, it's, a, it's, it's an EP. Well, for me, it was just about the amount of content. I just felt like it wasn't enough after all them years um, to call an album. But I I do feel like um, the interludes made it feel uh, fuller. And like you look, when people heard the interludes, it almost felt like an extension of the song. So it made it feel like, you know, more like an album. So, you know, at this point, I'm like, you could call it whatever you want. I just want you to feel it. Like whatever, whatever you oh, want to call it. Like. I call it easy. If you want to call it album, that's fine. But right. Them Jasmine Sullivan songs, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, Hotels came out and what the first thing I listened to the album, uh, the EP, um, <laughs> like through and through, like it's still on repeat in the car, all of that. And I was just like, you know what? This is like, making a group chat public 
that's all it's like if you have a good girlfriend group chat yeah. You know that a lot of these conversations are had there. Everybody has their hotel. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and so it was really relatable. It was screaming, you know, feminism and accountability, um, you know, sexuality, things that a lot of times you feel like there are certain boundaries, but you were like, get this boundary, get this boundary <laughs> out of here. We want to tell these stories. And it was like, yeah, you know, your mama used to be a hoax too when she was married. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like super real. Um, and then, you know, we were screaming when you kind of put it out there in the Twitter, Twitter sphere or Twitter sphere, whatever, um, to Issa Rae about that. Listen, Issa, we going to link up or what? And, yes. you know, Black Twitter is like our own group chat. Okay. It is. And yeah. so Issa was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So is that definitely happening? Um, as much as you can tell us about, you know. So we have been texting. Um, obviously she busy. She's got so many projects going on and I'm busy now with like different things that I'm doing. We're trying to find a time to actually move forward with um, doing it. She reassured me that she definitely is all in. Like she wants to do this project. I like feel like it's nobody better than her because you know, Absolutely. you know how she just brings characters to life with insecure and we connect with it as women. And I feel like she would do and could do the same thing with the women from hotels and just having that visual to further um, explain how we feel and like how we think and stuff like that. I just think it's super dope. So I I believe it's coming. I can't tell you when, but like when, when we get some time to actually do it, we both are all in. Well, we are definitely all in with y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> you worked with um, our good sis, Ari, Ari Lennox. And yes. woo, two powerhouses, man. Um, I still listen to her, her album. So it's just like, she's such an incredible artist. Yes. And she had Ari's tale. And then on it, I was like, now spit what? No, what? really? This is what we doing? Okay, let's, let me hear that again. Let me re rewind that back. <laughs> how did you um, link up with Ari? Did you already have her in mind to work on the project or how did that come about? So I heard um, my girlfriend actually sent me um, her, her story or her live or whatever um, with her talking about what she was talking about on the tail. And I was like, oh my God, I have to include that. That fits right in with what I'm talking about on the project. And um, she let us use that or whatever. And as I was listening to the project, I'm like, yo, people are going to trip if I don't actually have a song with her because I didn't have a song at first. Uh, yeah. So I wrote her, I was like, listen, we have to do something for this project. People are going to be so mad if we don't get on a, a song. I'm like, do you have anything? Like, Because I was like literally at the end, the tail end. So she sent me on it and first my mouth dropped. I'm not gonna lie. When I heard that <laughs> okay, so then it wasn't just me. Okay, even your my mouth dropped, but I was like, this is this is perfect because it just fits so well with the project and just kind of like owning your sexuality and you know, it's it's a it's a powerful statement from women basically saying, like, this is what I want, and like you need to give it to me. And like, you know, I feel like as women we're taught to be so mild and meek and kind of let men kind of take control and tell us what to do. And that's, and like, we, we got to come out of that and we are coming out of that as women and we like owning our space and taking our power back. And um, yes. that's what the song was saying. 
Like, this is what I want and you won't give it to me, period. <laughs> period, okay. Um, so you have Antoinette, uh, Donna, yes. Rashida, mm-hmm. Precious, and Amanda. What made you choose these stories to tell? Um, well, first of all, these are like my best friends and family members and um they were just stories that I felt like need needed to be told. I mean, I feel like as women, like we're we've been silenced and um nobody wants to see us in any different light than the way that they make have imagined a woman to be. And especially imagine a black woman to be. And it's just like, nah, we we we, we have so many Players mess up too, you know? We got so many different sides to us. Yeah, and, and even if we mess up, they ain't even to mess up. Because we, if we learn from it, then it, it, we just, learn from it. it just made made us better, made us who we are now at this point. Well, wait, Jasmine, um, you can't say that right here because then the fellas going to try to use that on us and then you're going to have another hotel about somebody busting a window out. Cause <laughs> <can't say> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I might bring that back for this. <laughs> For the deluxe, but yeah, I just thought these were stories that need to be told. These were conversations that I've had with my girlfriend since we were 15. So, like, we've mm-hmm. literally grown up together, you know what I'm saying? And, like, we've yeah. experienced so much. We've gone from little girls falling in love and out of love and getting hurt to now we're grown. We have kids, you know, we're business women, we singing at the Super Bowl, all that stuff. So, all them years have been lessons, life lessons. And I'm just like, this stuff right here is what people need to hear, number one, mm-hmm. so they can grow. And number two, so they can see that we we all experiencing the same things. We all the same. Like, so you don't need to feel yeah. no shame in nothing. You don't need to judge the next woman. Like, I want to bring unity back with women. Like, we got to stick together. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many Absolutely. things up against us. and so many people that want to silence us. We got to be each other's biggest fans and, and cheering each other on. Yeah, because one thing that you um, that you touched on within the the um, within the songs and within the tales was social media and how the comparison and how social media can kind of really um, you know make a lot of women insecure because of the things that they that they do see. But you also in speaking with you in this interview just gave a lot of powerful reasons how social media is a great thing and can bring people together and artists together. Um, so is there, do you have that balance with social media? Like, you know what, I'm just going to use it for this. I'm not getting caught up in this. And, and how has social media changed since you came in the game? And basically anything you do, Jasmine, you know, it's going to be a whole dissertation about it, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have comments on comments. And as I'm not an artist, but I'm just thinking, like, if my name is all over social media, at some point, I'm going to probably look and see what the heck they're talking about. Or Yeah. So yeah, I do have it. balance, and I could be even more balanced, but I, I definitely know that you have to create that, especially with social media, because you get on there, and, you know, you're presented with the best of what people have to offer. That's what it is. So it's not necessarily the truth. It's the best of what everybody um, is showing of their lives. And it's easy to just compare yourself to people's life, their Girl. bodies, lifestyles, families. Is it really the best? Because you already know some 
not your car. Those are not your shoes. I just found out that people buy luxury boxes off of eBay so it, they can post them up in there. Man, well, it's crazy. crazy. And you, sit, and you sit there, you go, you go on there and you thinking that you, you know, you getting the truth even, and that's not even the reality. So, um, you know, you got to keep that in mind, definitely. And also like, I'm an advocate for like getting off of social media altogether. Like if it's too much, yeah, take your time, um, to yourself, you know, so that you can like really appreciate and value your own life. And then when you feel full like that, you can come back and like kind of get back into the shenanigans. But also it is a good place as far as like networking and stuff like that. Um, so you just gotta, you really have to find a balance and, um, I'm working on that, but I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm good because I, I don't pay too much attention to it. You know what I'm saying? Like I go in there, I promote what I got to, and then, you know, I kind of leave it alone. Would you ever, um, answer if somebody slid into your DMs, would you ever kind of like fulfill a curiosity? Like, hmm. Maybe, maybe I'll answer. Cause I'm sure you got folks sliding in your DMs all the time. <laughs> well, I've been, in a, I've been in a relationship for three years, so nobody really uh-huh. sat, sliding in my DMs. Um, but yeah. if I was single, I guess it depends on who it was and how they approached me. Like, you know, yeah, you I can't just want to get in your business and ask you if you was with somebody dating. Oh you no, it's three years. It's three years. So it's old now. We, we, um, <laughs> Right. We in yeah. it. <laughs> in it, in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, so your significant other, when he heard hotels or when they heard hotels, um, did, was there any conversation like, oh, this was before me or is this, Well, he was concerned. Is this your friend's would, story? <laughs> he, he was concerned that people would think that that's um, my life now. Okay. Um, as opposed to before, you know, I got into the relationship, but he's so super cool about like me and, and how I express myself as uh, artists and stuff like that. So he really don't trip. Like he, he be like, do your thing. Like, you know, I yeah. support you. So that's pretty much his that's thing. Dope. Black love, black love. Yes. All right, Jasmine, I want to play a little game with you real quick. Okay. And I think you're going to knock this out the park. So I do a little something called who said that all right so i'm going to and i'm not going to say it in any rhythm or anything but i'm going to give you some lyrics and i just need for you to tell me who said that Okay. okay here we go here's the first one we lay beneath the stars under a lover's tree that's seen through the eyes of the mind i reach out for the part of me that lives in you that only our two hearts can find you said I, you thought I was gonna be good at this. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you I don't know. Oh, look, like I don't want to bore you with. Okay. Oh. You know I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I don't want to bore you. Definitely. That's uh. That's maybe right. Yes. Yes. All right. Man, you know what's funny? Every time I go, like, if I see Stevie or I have to sing, like, I I love Stevie, like, from the core of me. Like, he's literally uh, my know. inspiration. But when I go to sing his songs, I don't know a lyric. And I really, I didn't know I didn't know his songs till I'm, like, in a position to sing it. Can I make a confession? What? Um, 
whenever I'm singing your songs, it's like I know like a few words, and then I'm like, huh. That's what I'm saying. Like it'd be like the melody, like you know it, you feel it, but you don't necessarily know it the way you think you know it. So that's what happened with Stevie. Every time I'd be like, I'm so glad he cool because I'll be mad. Be, okay, but you, so still, cool. you, you still got it right. You got it right. Girl, you have to tell me the, the hook. <laughs> okay, so I know for a fact you're going to get this one. Who said this? Girlfriend, let me break it down for you again. You know I only say it because I'm truly genuine. Don't be That's a hard rock. <laughs> <That's laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Next. Here we go. Boy, I saw you as soon as you came bouncing through the door. You and your mans in them just... Brandy. <laughs> all right now let me try to see if i can throw you a little curveball let's see who said this he may not come when you want him but he'll be there right on time you can depend god to come through you just have to wait and i will give you a hint this is someone that you um you say influenced you in the gospel arena okay i thought that was gospel um yes it was dorinda okay I, I picked a very i picked a hard i was just like let me see if i could i, was like, I picked a very nice. right off <laughs> no but who do all those people like what what do they have in common? Those are all people that, you know, influenced you in, um, in your I mean they all just bring a certain soul. They bring yeah. like No, I'm doing it for you because that's what I was looking around and to see who who influenced you early in your career. I had to go back, Jasmine now. I had to go back through interviews to find <laughs> out who you said had influenced you, and then I did all this work. To find out, <laughs> no, you no, did a no, job. You, I, I love people, but but me and lyrics and stuff like that. Like I don't know, but lyrics. Woo! Lauren, you know I I knew the Lauren lyrics because I when that album came out, like when I say, I might have been like eleven, but that thing stuck to me like okay. little. Bit. Like we always education of Lauren Hill was just like, baby, you would have thought I was thirty thirty-five. <laughs> absolutely you know jasmine i could talk to you all day it has been such a joy and i'm just so proud of you and everything that you do just know we are all rooting for you and we love you and thank you so much and let me just ask you what you have coming up i know you're booked and busy yeah we got some um like some more virtual shows coming up i want to do like a live ticketed show for my fans mm. of hotels until I can get out and like actually touch everybody and, and do a live show um, right. of hotels. Um, I'm still waiting on the Easter Ray uh, project to happen. And I believe that it's going to happen. Um, I got a lot of features. Like there's so many features that we're trying to pick and choose the right ones to do. So it's going to definitely be a lot more music. Yes, pick and choose. You better have options. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Options, okay. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank and of you. course, thank we're going to, we have to leave on a great note, playing some Jasmine Sullivan, okay? Because it always sets the right vibe. So thank you. Ah, we love you. Thank you so much.
DJ Faze. Nice to meet you, Jasmine. Yeah. He's so pressed. He's so pressed. <laughs> <laughs> We really appreciate you stopping by for Grown Folk Fridays. This was such a fun interview with Jasmine Sullivan. And of course, as always, you can watch it again, mymagicdc.com or on the Magic Facebook page. Shout out to DJ Face. Appreciate you too. <laughs> and your man bun. <laughs> Thank you, Vic. <laughs>